Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Kara, your favorite skeptical Scorpio. And I'm Bailey, your only liberal Libra. And this is Iconic or Ironic. Let's get into it. So welcome to Lucky Episode 13, everyone. Yeah, Taylor, you better be listening. She, she definitely will be. <laughs> <laughs> so we can start with our weekly highlights as usual. I have a few. So lately I found these like cozy podcasts. Two of them are named Cozy Club and All Things Cozy. And they're just very like, comforting to listen to like when I get off of walk or stuff like one of the latest episodes I was listening to was like about spring cleaning mm-hmm. and like ways you can make that a little bit cozier with like different things and cozy movies and tv shows for spring so that was fun if you like those kinds of things go check those out and then my other favorite thing was the pop culture happy hour podcast that bailey wait did um, i did i put you on to that did i listen to it every single day at walk now oh my god they had two muppets episodes this week oh i need to listen to them which was so good i forgot how much i love the muppets (laughs) and then i went and took like multiple like which muppet are you quizzes and i got the swedish chef every time which i was not happy about (laughs) isn't he like crazy isn't he kind of crazy or no. And he doesn't speak English, so I think they're just mm. telling me that I am okay. not an understandable human being. <laughs> Who is your favorite Muppet? Um, I was hoping I'd get Miss Piggy, the diva. Or at least I can't think of their names, the two old guys who judge everyone. Oh yeah. Those are my favorites. <laughs> okay. I must listen to that. Okay, my highlights. Not recent, but started listening to Flightless Bird, which is a podcast under like the Armchair Expert umbrella, which is like the podcast with Jack Shepard. I ran out of my podcast and was like, I needed something. It's hosted by David Ferrier, and he's a New Zealander, but he now listened to so much. I'm like accidentally repeating their intro. He lives in the US basically like since COVID. And so he's like exploring all these things as New Zealander that are like American and and then each one he's like how much more american am i so like he did an episode on waffle house sandwiches rabies i didn't know rabies was american well i don't know it's american but it's like a lot more of a thing here than mm-hmm. new zealand i guess so and he has his like new Ze- little new zealand perspective plus the new zealand accent so 
he does commentary with Monica Pabin, who's the co-host of Armchair Expert. And then he also does like mini audio documentaries within it, which is interesting. My other highlight is just all as the Eras tour has begun, all of the TikTok and Twitter and etc. content from that. And I feel like I just get more, we've been getting more tailored content push me, which I I love it. Which yeah, I am a fan of. Yeah. I can't wait till we get the like documentary of the tour or whatever she does yeah. for us. And I can watch it every single day of my life. I know. Okay, moving on. Oh, yeah, it's a good transition to iconic or ironic, starting with the Eras tour, which I saw you put this. I'm like, is this even a question? No, I just wanted a, an, <laughs> like, an excuse to talk about okay. it. Because like, obviously it's so iconic, which like expected nothing less from her, but like I didn't expect like the level yeah. at which it's crazy. I just saw that like, one of her outfits is like a Versace, yeah, jeweled leotard type thing. And all of her shoes are custom Louboutins. I didn't know that until I, I saw know that. I was like, oh my god. Wow. Queen. Yeah. And she's given us like over three hours of her beautiful music. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. No one's doing it like Taylor, so bravo. <laughs> And I love that I just saw, like, before this, it was, like, Gracie Abrams, like, her little opening. I think it was from last night's show, and she was just, like, thanking Taylor and saying, like, what an inspiration she's been to her as, like, a songwriter. And I was like, that's also so iconic. Well, one, she's obviously more importantly, like, having showcasing artists that are, like, somewhat newer, like Gracie, but also it's, like, people that, artists that, like, admire her, that Taylor is her role model. I like that. You know, it's so cute. But yeah, it's been a, it's been, like, a struggle to, like, I want to watch all the content, but also I'm, like, I don't want to, like, spoil the whole concert. <laughs> so, like, right now, I haven't actually looked at the, I mean, I know she's, like, kind of changing the set list a bit anyways. I've been listening to, like, a playlist that has the set list, but I don't know, like, the particular order. <laughs> One of my co-workers and I who's like also obsessed we literally talk about it like in detail like every tuesday after getting back from the weekend we're like okay what did you think of this last week's surprise songs what do you think of blah 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 blah. oh i was so sad (laughs) good for kate who got to see the dallas show but i'm sad that she already did wait was both clean and death by a thousand cuts surprise songs yes in one show r.i.p (laughs) and jack was there i wonder if she did do anything with him or if he was just it didn't look like it i haven't seen anything okay well then maybe there's potential for him to i don't know they could he they could do like the anti-hero bleachers remix yeah i was surprised he didn't come out on friday because that was his birthday but i guess why would you want to perform on your birthday yeah Yeah. you know i would want to perform with taylor swift on my birthday but Mm -hmm. i feel like there'll be continuous eras content are we like in the middle or towards like the end of the tour we are towards the end okay um because the last show is like early august oh okay yeah and we're july so i think it's like there's only a few more shows between us in the end. Okay, then maybe you should like save some good things for us. For That's what I'm hoping. My co-worker is going to like 
the very last show and we both think that he's gonna get long live as the surprise song i'm so mad but like i understand why that would be at the last show but it should have been on the set list it is stressful seeing like all of the like surprise songs like get checked off and i'm like what's gonna be left for us but yeah but so many good songs still next up wes anderson announced he has a new movie coming out soon so I kind of put his films on here in general because I've only seen a few of them, but I think that they're really unique mm-hmm. and cool. So which ones have you seen? Obviously, we've both seen Moonrise Kingdom because we watched oh, yeah. that and Robin's Class. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen isn't it like the Grand Budapest Hotel? Mm-hmm. And he did Fantastic Mr. Fox, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all the ones I've seen. I need to watch more of them. My dad got me, we went to Budapest last summer, so then he, like, gave me the DVD for Grand Budapest Hotel, but I still need to watch it. Oh, it's good. I started it. Oh, I liked The French Dispatch was, I think, his newest one. Mm -hmm. Oh, we, I rather just watched the Royal Tenenbaums, like, claiming it was, like, a Christmas movie, but it, my family, who was, like, we like to stick to our traditional movies, were skeptical of that. Yeah, I mean, I like his aesthetic, like, they're always, like, quirky, interesting movies. The only thing I have is, like, I know that this, the valid critique is that his movies are, like, very, because of the aesthetic is kind of, like, white, his casting and such is also... yeah generally pretty white so there's a way to keep the aesthetic but not that part like how bridgerton like kept their like regency aesthetic Mm -hmm. but they kind of said black people and indian people and like everyone can also be Mm -hmm. loyalty and stuff yeah yeah exactly that's so fitting that robin introduced us to wes anderson movies yeah that class really gave me like such a foundation of i guess that's what was supposed to of film but like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of like the so iconic for that up yeah. next have you listened to lana's album yet only a little i need to, i haven't like fully but i need to okay so jack has another song written about him and his current girlfriend slash fiance so i thought it was really funny that like everyone that he kind of walks with that he's friends with had like writing songs about him and his relationship and i forget what other songs are about him i know you're in love by taylor swift remember was supposedly about him i don't know if it's not about him and lena dunham yeah i feel like i remember learning this but i think i just was like i'm going to ignore this fact (laughs) i love that song and the fact that like obviously they're not together and like this song is fake (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's okay though and then well this one's not really a good one but i think green light by lord is supposed to be about him having like an affair or something but we're gonna ignore that one too but um <laughs> lana's new song margaret is like so cute really yeah i need to listen to it tangent into lana's album like i don't i her music is like exactly fits into like the sad girl music and indie such that i love but for some reason i I have never listened to that much but i like i want to because i know i will like it if you listen to anything at least do that one song because we love jack just being like the it girl of bad relationship songs (laughs) (laughs) the next one so 
this was we watched this also in robin's class right yeah <laughs> so scott pilgrim versus the world is being remade as an anime with the same original cast i didn't which... realize how star phil whatever that cast is until i oh my like, god yeah the, like they're listing all the names and i'm like oh my gosh i forgot everyone who is in this it's crazy. It's so good. I can't wait. That's like one of my favorite movies. Oh my gosh. I just remember there was an era when, because there was this like me, not me, but like a tweet I found and it was like a bunch of different like faces of Michael, Sarah, and then every like so often I would just like send it to you and like ask you which oh, Michael, yeah. Sarah on the day you were. I forgot about that. Oh I was my like, God. I need to bring that back. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want to watch Scott Pilgrim again. Did you see... Everything Everywhere All at Once. No, I still need to watch it. It partly reminded me of Scott Pilgrim, like some of the stuff I was like giving me Scott Pilgrim. Just kind of like how they do like the video game aesthetic. Yeah, I want to get the graphic novels before the anime comes out, which I think I have a while. So So was it first a graphic novel and then a movie? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Moving on, this is kind of a preview for a later segment, but there's been like a ton of Boy Genius content recently because their debut album came out last, like three, two days ago. And so I've been getting like a bunch of their like, I don't know, they've been doing a ton of interviews, I feel like, and getting a lot of their content on TikTok. And one of the things I saw, which I thought was funny, is that it was like a segment of, I don't know what they asked her to prompt this, but apparently Lucy Dacus, she's like, I think I use Google Drive as like normal people use Pinterest. And she's like, yeah, I just have a, a full folder of pictures of my shadow. That was so funny. <laughs> I was like, that's very much in line with what yeah. a boy genius would do. So I'm like, maybe we should all just, we're not <laughs> utilizing Google Drive to its full potential like Lucy. Same. I love that for haul. I need to hop on that because right now I just have like just I don't even use like albums on my phone just like the camera roll. Mm-hmm. So. That and just overall all the boy genius content and that like they're good interviewees. Like They really are yeah. Did you listen to that pitchfork? No I need to. <laughs> yeah that was good too. Okay but yes we'll test more of that but next big news item in pop culture was in a lot of content like a big content generator was with paltrow's ski incident lawsuit she won she won her one dollar in damages learning from the queen taylor because i guess i didn't understand that it was like the guy's fault totally and i I have mixed opinions one is like her well, I missed half a day of skiing. Very typical Gwyneth, but also iconic in the fact that she was, like, he was at fault, and then she just took him down, so. Yeah, see, I, like, don't know anything about this, except for, like, the guy, his whole, like, argument was that he can't enjoy wine tastings anymore or something since the accident, and... Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> How after she won, she whispered, I wish you well to him. But I didn't know, like, anything about the actual accident. Gwyneth kind of gives me the ick as, like, a health yes. person. But good for her for not letting them blame it on her, I guess, if it's not her fault. 
I saw a tweet or something and it was like, oh, you have to be like a really awful person if you like make people give sympathy to the most unlikable celebrity. <laughs> Part of it, I'm like, oh, is it just like really good, like her PR team doing a really good job? Because I feel like it was like last week when that clip came out about basically her like promoting her like what she eats in a day which is basically oh, yeah. like nothing no solid food and everyone's like yeah what if that's why you look like you're a lot older than you are and then another thing i was listening to this like it was a thing on npr it's talking about like why streaming services just like now we're removing shows randomly and i mean this is obviously like not iconic but I think it's funny because they're saying there's going to be less and less streaming service offering less content for higher prices. And I was just like, again, we're just going to eventually go back to like the old cable. Like, let's just do that. They had like a clip of someone's, I don't know what show it was, but I guess it got like taken off of like HBO Max or something very suddenly. And they like recommended it to all their friends and then like two weeks after it got taken off. I, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it was. There's something like love in the title. Yeah. And they like canceled it like after they had f- finished filming the whole next season or something and yeah. just like, didn't do anything with the stuff and like deleted all their stuff so they couldn't even take it to like another streaming service, I think. I guess one of the reasons they do that is because if this sh- if it's not making enough money or something, then they still have to pay like all the residuals to the actors and stuff. And then I guess it's more expensive, like the closer to it being filmed it is. So it's just basically like a cost cutting way. That's so um, shitty though. I know. I'm like, fix your business model. Yeah. Maybe maybe they need us two marketers well i'm a former marketer i think idiotic yeah i agree okay i don't know if we talked about this before because i feel like i'm for some <laughs> i think we've done this. something similar I but know. like it's okay <laughs> we both i guess forgot okay yeah. <laughs> well maybe this would there'll be new content but for pop culture artifact we're covering our favorite kids tv shows well, I think we did specifically Disney Channel versus what was the other one that had like Victorious and stuff? Was that Nickelodeon? Oh, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That's more like what this we're doing like younger kid kind of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, first like what kid were you? Which I forgot about Cartoon Network, but there was like PBS, Disney Kids, like Nick Kids or something. So at my grandma's house which she like babysitted us most of the time she only had like pbs and like two other channels so that's what we would watch they all and then at my house we mostly watched cartoon network because i didn't start watching disney and like nickelodeon until i was probably like in middle school i feel like that's so reversed because i remember like whenever i watched cartoon network i felt like it was like more advanced humor some of the stuff yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't get the humor, and it's not because I wasn't, like, allowed to watch Disney or Nickelodeon. I just, like, I, I don't know why I didn't watch them until, like, Hannah Montana was on. I mean, I do feel like Cartoon Network is, like, has always been underrated. Yeah, it's so good. I only would really watch that. I would like to watch Foster's House of Imaginary Friends just because I'm, like, yeah, it's named after me. <laughs> 
I was a PS kid until like, I think like second grade was the pivotal moment where we got cable. But I think they like a lot of them reign superior. Yeah, if I have kids, cable probably won't even exist at that point. But I'll be like, no, <laughs> hopefully PBS still will. Like you, you have to watch it. But uh, this was sparked, this prompt was sparked because have you ever had like the things on TikTok where it just like shows well, either it's like a clip of a TV show or it's like a live and it's just someone like watching a show, which I'm like, this can't be. This is copyright infringement, definitely. <laughs> Forgotten those. Um, I don't know. Not for a live stream, but I've seen like lots of clips from mm. shows probably. I got one that was like a TikTok live and it was of like someone watching Hannah Montana, but like on one of those like old TVs that was like, I don't know, made for like middle school girls. Um, And I was, I was like doing something. So I was like, I'm just going to watch this, which I was like, why? I could literally just like watch this on Disney Plus. But then I also got a clip for Dragon Tales and it was like probably like a three minute clip. And I just like watched the whole thing. I was like, wow, this was a great show. Cause I think it was the first episode. And I was like, mm. oh, I don't remember the origins. Dragon yeah. Tales I feel like is a classic. Dragon Tales was so good. That theme song will always be stuck in my head. Yeah, my other main ones. Oh, cause I was doing I was writing Dragon Tales and then Between the Lions, I have like a distinct memory of, so I went to half day kindergarten and I would like come home at lunch and then eat my lunch and watch Dragon Tales. Life will never beat that. But I didn't, I was writing them down. I knew like Between the Lions pun, but I was like, oh, I didn't even really realize Dragon Tales pun. So PBS was really on it with their show names and Mm -hmm. Cyber Chase. Did you watch that at all? Yes, that one was good too. Yeah, and I think I don't I- remember that one as much, but yeah, I think it was big like math one. Like I feel like that was when I was like a little older, and then Zoom. I like only watched this a little bit before it got canceled, and that's how I was like, that's a good test if you're actually a millennial because I feel like then you would like fully remember it. I don't think I know that show at all. I only remember it being on on like Sundays or something, but they would do like science experiments and they were like on a stage. I don't know, but I remember it so cool. I've never seen that, no. It's an older one, but yeah, those are some of my favorites. My favorites. I put along with Dragon Tales and The Lion Show because those were the ones we watched at Mimi's house. What is The Lion Show? Between the Lions? Yeah, Between the Lions. I didn't want to type the whole thing out. (laughs) 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 so on cartoon network chowder was one of our favorites i love chowder i don't know if this is the right title of it i didn't feel like googling it the adventures of flapjack or something like that oh yeah that was a good one um i have foster's home for imaginary friends oh yes that was good and then did you ever do you know what noggin is is that a show it was a channel. It was run by Nickelodeon, but it was like for like toddlers. I watched Oswald on there until I was way too old to be watching that channel, but I loved <laughs> Oswald. He's a big octopus. Oh. Yeah, so and he has a little like hot dog dog. And there's, uh, there's a penguin guy who's grouchy. It was so good. Wow. I feel like there's so much good like like kids television. It's probably gone yeah. down but it was oh it 100% started going downhill after like what was the last good disney channel show probably like wizards because then they had that weird like what was oh my god what was the one that debbie ryan was in jesse 
Yeah, that's when it started going downhill. Yeah, that was like the end of when I, I feel like I was watching it. And it, yeah, it definitely wasn't as good. And I probably watched Jesse until I was too old to be watching it. But <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Up next in Scorpio says, we're going to be matchmaking the signs with some hot animated characters. I kept seeing like, I feel like it was TikToks of like, some of these characters and that was kind of what inspired this because i'm like yeah we did have a lot of really hot animated characters from our childhood oh i saw that i saw that too yeah in like recent years so first up we're starting with leo y'all get the best one shigo from kim possible because i feel like that would be a complete power couple cancels get zuko from avatar the last airbender because i feel like they will muddle him and just cry over him a lot and that's what it dissolves like i thought you were saying avatar and i was like are you calling okay okay no i was like okay interesting that makes more sense and then the next one aries gets um dimitri from anastasia (laughs) the animated film anastasia i thought it was oh i'm saying it like anastasia like beverly hills it's anastasia Okay, don't question me, <laughs> This is purely because I think they would fight a lot, and he's really hot, and I would like to argue with him, too, if I was an Aries. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> most of these are just very, like, surface level. Like, I didn't dig too deep. I was just like, this goes with this. This goes with this. Taurus gets Nick Wilde from Zootopia. <laughs> You're going the fox? Yes, he's so hot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my gosh oh no i just googled it and then there's some like fan art that's like a jacked nick wilde oh i don't need to see that yeah. no <laughs> i'll keep him in his true form and then libra gets fantastic mr fox because i feel like you would need someone to throw you off balance mm-hmm. and his little stupid schemes would do that you're all about the foxes They're really hot, okay? (laughs) You're lucky I didn't add Robin Hood. (laughs) I do feel like you thought maybe maybe it's because the fox and then, like, the adjective fox. Foxy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, And then Scorpio, Flynn Rydell, purely because I want him for myself. Mm, Okay. Um, Because he is, like, the hottest Disney prince besides Prince Naveen. He's pretty. He is pretty. Okay. (laughs) I just had to think about him for a second. I was like, yeah, he's the best. (laughs) And then Pisces gets Esmeralda from the Hunchback. I don't don't know why. Okay. I just thought, yeah, someone who could love a Hunchback could love a Pisces. Oh, Um, wow. I mean, I'm just saying, have you seen that movie? The Hunchback of Notre Dame is... Scary. Oh, she is really pretty. I remember we had like a plate, very like pretty a plastic plate with like Esmeralda and the Hunchback, and I was always like, "Why is she with him?" <laughs> I, was, I was so surface level. Yeah. All right, and then finally, um, Sagittarius, you get Milo Thatch from Atlantis because oh. the I feel like they need like the naughty, hot, like intellectual guy, which is so him. He's so cute. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait, that reminded me of something. Can we do a, a quick tangent? Because Milo Thatch, I was like, oh, he's who I would pick as like the hot anime character, but that's because Cole Sprouse dressed up as him for all a couple years ago. But then I'm like, oh, 
now now he is dead in the glossary of hot celebrities. That's the thing is Milo Thatch would never act the way Cole Sparrows acts. I was like, after I was watching stuff on it, I was like, was he like doing, like, was this farce? Like, I honestly think it was, yeah. Okay, because I was like, is he that out of touch with reality that he, I don't know, I couldn't decide. Part of me was like, I don't want to let, like, I love her, yeah, and die, but then, I don't know. I was like, maybe I'll get the well, benefit of the doubt. I think his whole personality is, like, faked, and that he, like, is trying to, like, be, like, the tortured child star, and is this, I don't know, taking it too far? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. That's for another time. <laughs> okay, moving on to the sound with TV shows and movies with the best soundtracks. There were a lot that we could have featured on this. I chose more like modern ones just because that those were the first ones that came to my head. Mm-hmm. But um, some of my favorites lately, Daisy Jones and the Six. I still haven't watched it. This oh my god, the soundtrack though is so good. I was honestly surprised by, like, how good the scenes were. Like, well, Riley, I didn't really doubt because she is Elvis's granddaughter. Oh. Sam Kaplan, I did not know he could sing, and he did really good. Phoebe Bridgels wrote some of the songs on that. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. I need to watch it. And then next up, I have Bridgerton, just because I love their, like, not acoustic, what would you call it? Like, instrumental? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like versions of like modern songs. Some of my favorites are Wildest Dreams from I think that was season one. Yeah. And then Dancing on My Own. Oh, and that was good. What's another good one from season two? I was just listening to that a few weeks ago. I don't I don't know, but there were a lot of good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Shrek. Shrek has an iconic soundtrack. It has such a good soundtrack. There's oh so many God. songs on it still that I like first heard on Shrek and they're like famous songs but I'm like no that's like it was created for Shrek which like yeah like Austal isn't Mm. I definitely thought that was created for Shrek and then what's the one Uh, accident is it accidentally in love something oh yeah that one I always thought was like just like the Shrek theme song (laughs) Mm, yeah I'm a believer oh they had um I think that's where I first heard Alleluia Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Leonard Cohen, oh, Easter egg. Who? This is the Shrek song. <laughs> Honestly, it may have been on like the Shrek VHS, but probably at the DVD too. At the end, for like the credits, they had like, or maybe for the credits, they were doing like karaoke, the characters. Which yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that makes sense because it's all bops. It is straight bops. And then another one I have is. Guardians of the Galaxy has really good soundtracks because it's all like mm. 80s like rock music. Oh, speaking of 80s music, <laughs> I was just trying to think of things and like just the fact that Stranger Things made, what is it, Running Up the Hill? What's it called? Yeah. That, that, it made that song like number one on the charts. I'm so far behind on Stranger Things too. But yeah, I think they have a good soundtrack. 500 Days of Summer, I mean, that movie shaped me in too many ways. Um, so many ways. But including, yeah, their soundtrack. It introduced me to the Smiths. What else? I don't know. There's like a ton of songs. I, oh, it has like Regina Spector. Oh, she's so good. What's the, oh my God, there's one song on that soundtrack that I was like trying to make my personality. 
Oh my god, I don't. Um, oh, sweet disposition. disposition. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, a big one. She's got you high. Regina Spector and Feast. Hmm. Yeah. Well, good soundtrack. And then my last one was uh, The Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of them are, yes, exclusive to the originals of Lion King. What's like this friend song? Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata, um, yeah. But then there's also like Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Oh, that's um, a good one. Yeah, there's a lot of like, the best renditions of that. All the Animal Kingdom down in Disney World has like a Lion King festival show. And they have like actual people like singing and dancing. I forgot what song the Tumble Monkeys use, but that's a good one. They have like men dressed up as monkeys and they're doing gymnastics. And then Can You Feel the Love Tonight? They bring out like two like aerialists dressed as balds. And they're like, you know, like twirling up in the air and everything. It is beautiful. Oh my gosh. That's cool. <laughs> oh, wait, this reminds me of the, also the Circle of Life is on there. Do you remember when the Disney Channel cast did the Circle of Life for some reason? Mm, I don't know if I do. They did a song together that was, I don't know what it was for besides like it would play during commercial breaks, but it is imprinted in my brain for some reason. Okay, I don't remember that one, but I do remember like Miley Cyrus and the Jonas Brothers singing about something about like Waddle to like save the oceans or something but it wasn't that song yeah that sounds familiar yeah maybe circle of life was something else that was supposed to be like a social pause Um, maybe yeah it looks like flying king soundtrack i didn't realize that hans zimmer was also on that soundtrack he was interesting i think he did the theory of everything which i am like next celebrity spotlight (laughs) <laughs> I was ready to do round two of Selena. I <laughs> forgot that we did all because my memory is like a goldfish. Oh, I almost forgot, but then I was like, wait, because there was stuff you added that we like didn't talk about, I think. But then I like looked and I was like, it was like episode three. So it was like, okay. So it was like a year ago. Anyways. Oh my gosh. Boy, are, we, are we a year old? Over that. Yeah. We started like last February or January. Right? Oh, wow. Maybe we did so last spring. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. We're not a year old yet because it was all Nashville road trip in April that inspired this. Oh. Oh, did we start it off doing it more frequently maybe or something? We did, yeah. (laughs) And then we slowed down. Anyway. Listen, we're we're busy people. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all should be grateful this little um, teaspoon of podcast that we give you. Yes. Yes. Appreciate it. Okay, so instead topically relevant or to cover boy genius as wikipedia calls it i guess this is just what the term they're a super group comprised mm. of three icons of sacro music phoebe bridgers lucy dacus and julian baker and i guess they formed in 2018 they had like their ep but the record is their first like full album i mean i think i started off first listening to Phoebe and then Lucy and I didn't really listen to Julian until listening to Boy Genius but now I'm like realizing like I like her stuff too so in honor of that I'm wearing my Lucy Dacus and also yes we are seeing them when is that I like June the end of June oh yes part of our concert summer also have you I need to watch this but they have a dot or a little thing i don't know directed by kristen stewart that just got released 
I have not watched it, no. I also don't Me really... Too. It's not like a music video, is it? Or is it? I thought it was a music video. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. Something like that. And, oh yeah, I was like, oh, Kristen Stewart and Phoebe, like, representation for the monotone girlies. This is my BuzzFeed created quiz. Which boy genius member are you? Am I just supposed to guess? I don't know. Like, which one do you think? I th- I think that I would probably be the most like Lucy if I had to guess. I think Phoebe's music is still my favorite individually just because it's the one I've listened to the most and I've seen whole live twice. feel like I'm the most like Lucy. I can see that. I have a problem in that whenever when I ask this, I automatically just want to like do it based off hair color. <laughs> like, that's your brunette. She's brunette. So you're Lucy. Yeah, makes um, sense. <laughs> I can I can see you being Lucy. Actually, no, I answer. I don't know. I know the least about Julian. Yeah. The problem is I'm like none of them. Because <laughs> they're Same, all... I'm- I'm not cool enough. <laughs> yeah, they're all cool and talented and um, famous. And yeah, uh, maybe I don't know. I'm not funny enough to be Phoebe. Yeah, like the star of the show or like interviews. I feel like, but they yeah. all, they all like contribute. My question. I was thinking about this the other night. So I I know I said that Phoebe's music like individually is my favorite, but. Do you find yourself when listening to the album, like, do your favorite songs lean towards one person or is it like a mix? That's a good question. I was thinking about it too when listening. I also haven't listened to, I've also listened to the record like once all the way through, but I think maybe Lucy, like, I feel like when- Those are my favorites too. And I do really like, yeah, individually it goes like Phoebe, then Lucy, but that's- because I knew Phoebe first. Yeah, I feel like just because her vocals are so, like... So good. I love how their music, like, one, they have, like, normally have, like, a key vocalist and then the other mm-hmm. background, but then also you can normally tell, like, who spearheaded, like, the songwriting for each one. Yeah. And they, all three, have, like, unique, both, like, musically and, like, songwriting-wise. Here's also Lucy. Yeah, so my, like, favorite so far, Without You, Without Them, mm. True Blue, and We're In Love, which are all, like, yeah, Lucy's led songs. I read the um Pitchfork review of this the other day when it came out, which they got a really good score. Proud of them. Mm. And I think they have to. It's like Phoebe headline Pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Talking about, like, each one of their, like, separate songs and how it kind of like reflects their style and I thought that was all really interesting <clears throat> I think they definitely gave the highest praise to like Lucy and um Julian's ones but I think they're all really good yeah I feel like they're such a good trio each yeah. has, like Lucy has more like this soul like full vocals Phoebe has more of like the ethereal and then Julian has more of like the rock angsty stuff mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't even know what my favorite ones are. I did really like Satanist, which is oh, that's a good one. Yeah, song. Oh, and okay, I had to watch talk about Letter to an Old Poet. I did hear this part of I don't know if it was a Pitchfork interview that they were like talking about the parallels between this song and Me and My Dog. Yeah, like when it's like. Especially the lyric that me and my dog is like, I want to be emaciated. And then in Letter to an Old Poet, it's I want to be happy. I'm like, ah. They're like, we're giving something to our fans. And I was like, we appreciate it. We love it. We love it. And then did you hear the thing about like Leonard Cohen? Maybe Phoebe wrote it about Julian. I mean, it's like the three of them when they were on a road trip or something. And I think like Julian wanted to show them a song and then they like waited till like this 10 minute song was over to like tell her that she was going the wrong way on the, <laughs> the whole time it's so, funny yeah i heard like i mean that song and then like previous just talking about how she's exploring more writing songs about friendship and stuff because she feels like it's not a topic that's as represented in music yeah and they're like the friend group like trio like at first i was like Oh, they're just like professional, like trio, but no, they're like best friends. And it's so cute. Yeah. You can tell they really care about each other, and it's so cute. I feel like we've been getting spoiled, getting so much content from them this year, but I think they said like all three of them dedicated this year to like fully to Boy Genius, which obviously like they can't always do because they have their individual mm-hmm. careers. But I'm like hoping they like now that we it wasn't just an EP, we got a full album that they like keep it going in the background. I hope so. This is not a very fully fleshed monotone monologue, but basically I was just realizing as I was like filling this out, there's like so many things that I've like seen and need time to like fully watch or whatever, like content wise, like Daisy Jones and the Six, Blast of Us. I need to like fully listen to the record and what's Lana's album called? The Highway Under... Do do you know there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? (laughs) Wow, it's so close. (laughs) So if I were like um, to create a like, I not an ideal society, but like create a sci-fi element intertwined with our society, it would be like that we can pause time and then I could use it to catch up on all of the content that I need to and not be behind. That's why I'm like, I need like a full, I don't know, I need like a week to just like binge watch everything I've missed. Yeah. When I was just like research or looking, not research, like looking up the Boy Genius stuff, there's like so many articles, so many interviews. And I'm like, I'd love to like read and watch all of these. But unfortunately, I do not have time. But I think my priorities are like, I've heard a ton of good stuff. Like I I love the book for Daisy Jones and the Six, but I like and I assumed the show would be good, but I feel like it's gotten even better reviews than I... Wait, did, do you read the book? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know you read the book. Yeah, I well, I listened to it actually on audio. Okay. Do you want to know something really funny? What? I fucking hated the book. It, yeah, it and, was... But I, lo- like, I could see the potential in it, but just personally, it wasn't for me. But did I you, do really love the show. Did you read it, read it, though? Like, you didn't listen? Yeah. 
I think it helped because I heard that too. I think it helped listening or because I listened to it, I think because one of my friends also listened to an audiobook and she's like, I'm not sure if I would love it like reading wise because it's it's easier with like the different voices, just like the structure of the book, like reading it. Uh, But I'll have to try that. Yeah, I think I did like it more because of that. It wasn't my favorite. Wait, is it Taylor Jenkins? Taylor Jenkins read. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite of hers, but... I feel like I could tell, yeah, like with the TV show and the ability to actually have, I mean, it's kind of hard to read about music, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. And just like, they are such unlikable characters in the book, mm-hmm. but I think the TV show like fleshed them out more and kind of like made them more well-rounded. I realize I have a big problem with like unlikable characters. It like makes it's hard for me to separate like an unlikable character from like an unlikable show or movie. But like, like obviously, yeah. you can still have a well developed character that is intended to be unlikable. But uh, normally, I'm just like, then I don't like the show because I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that right. is my tangent of rant. But yes, I need. For the sake of this podcast and as a citizen of the world, I need to fulfill my pop culture duty. So that, the sci-fi thing, or because obviously the U.S. is so progressive in terms of its pay time off policy, we just give everyone a week (laughs) to use the year and you use it to catch up on the content. I wish. Yes. I'm so behind on everything too. And it's it didn't stress me out until I was listening to that thing about like removing streaming services and ba- or not removing streaming services, removing shows. And they're basically like, yeah, if there's something that you like started and they were waiting to finish, like it may not be there. And I'm like, uh, oh, that's my monologue spiel. All right. So final segment for today. Some upcoming things that I'm looking forward to. I'm debuting this. That's not the right word. Dubbing this. Dubbing. Dubbing this as <laughs> my consult <laughs> summer. Because we have a lot of fun um, shows we're going to see. So I'm very excited for that. Like we've got Taylor. We've got Boy Genius. I know camp is in what? September. But I'm also going to see them in May with Stacy. Oh my god. Um, and Stacy and I have a drag show booked in August. That's kind of like a console. Oh, I don't really know if I have time to go and see any more, but hopefully more get announced. I have noticed lately. Have you noticed people just like skipping the Midwest? Yeah. Like I really wanted to go see Maisie Peters, and there was like a. I feel like there's another one that is only doing like one Midwest show, and it's like not remotely close to like us. And I was like, fuck. I'm also sad because I Lizzie McAlpine is coming to Chicago and like I one of my friends is going but like I waited and now like tickets from her are obviously sold out so it's just like resell old and they're expensive so Ugh. I should have missed opportunity. Resale is so stupid. Yeah, and I was like I I refuse also with Taylor making up a bulk of my cost. <laughs> Yeah. yeah exactly i know one of my um friends texts me and she's like hey we should go see taylor and i'm like first of all i'm already going because i got tickets back in november second of all tickets are starting at like 500 dollars now like no 
I did see last tangent. I saw a TikTok of these girls who like got tickets like the day of, and then everyone in the comments were like, "Oh yeah, that's like the way to do it," because like resellers get like terrified that no one's gonna buy it, so then they drop it. But I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be that's too stressful. Like I could see doing that for someone who I'm like, I don't care if I see them or not. But Yeah. yeah, they ended up giving like pretty decent seats for really cheap. And I'm like, that's annoying. But also I wouldn't want to like undergo that stress. And you can't be like fully excited about it. Because it's like, what if you don't get tickets then? Yeah, that would be so annoying. And then one more thing I'm excited for. We have the new Emily Henry book coming out this month. What's it called? Happy Place. I still haven't even read Book Lovers. Oh my god, Bailey. I know. Okay. My one thing, I am a little nervous for this one, not because I doubt Hall, but because it's like friends to levels to like break up to like second chance romance, which I don't like generally, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I thought you were gonna say it's like friends to lovers to break <laughs> up to friends. And I was like, that sounds like an awful book. no. <laughs> <laughs> but just, I don't want to read about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Okay. it does have... fake dating though which i love fake dating so What do you mean, fake dating? they like pretend to be back together or something so that they're, like friends think everything's okay you know like of course they have to like pretend to be together and like be all lovey and they're not and then Okay, I I have faith <laughs> in her that she'll be able to make it. yeah Giving us like all the tropes. she really has yeah I really I'm not going to like any place warm, but I think because I read maybe it's people we meet on vacation when I was in Florida, I now feel like I need to read every Emily Henry book in a tropical climate. But I guess it'll be hot in the Midwest, so I'll just go outside and <laughs> yeah i i will be in florida but i'll be in like disney and then that's not really that good time to like really get into a book yeah too busy okay my only and i think i also i'm i'm full of repeating stuff my only prediction is that i was trying to think like okay it's like spring officially it doesn't fully feel like it here yet but like fashion trends gonna be the spring and summer of gauchos honestly i think i'd be ready to embrace them because gauchos are like so comfortable they're basically like sweatpants but then you get to wear like fun shoes with them Yeah, like a gaucho with a wedge. yeah Absolutely. exactly i'm like i want to wear like it's basically like dressing up like sweatpant material and i'm i'm for that so i think i always wear like gauchos and like the birkenstock clogs and the birkenstock clogs are back so Which that sounds like an awful outfit. Maybe I wasn't, maybe I wasn't fully um, fashion oriented, but yes. All righty, signing off, our era's era is chronic. But this podcast is iconic. Until next time.